The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. I had a stroke! I'm having a stroke! Call a doctor! Welcome to It Came From Netflix, a show where me and some guests randomly pick a film on Netflix using the Upflix app and then come together and discuss it. Today I'm joined by Dylan and Oliver. The film that we're discussing is Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. So this is Oliver. Hi. Uh, he's the he's the film man, and I'm Dylan, and I'm not. I'm the uh, science man. Dylan's not a film man, but he seems to have a way more insightful opinion on film than Oliver. <laughs> Go figure. Because Oliver <laughs> just hates everything. Yeah, Oliver hates... I do hate a lot of things. The film that we watched this last week, or for some of us today, was Star Trek VI. He doesn't know. Did you you watched it, right? I watched the first act of it. I had, I had so a this lot is of a running to... theme of Oliver not watching Oliver, a movie. The, unprepared. That, the one movie he's supposed to watch I keep in a not... seven day okay, period. I like to watch it like the day before, so I know like so I can talk about it like easily. Because I watch a lot of movies. Here's what's worse. I watched this movie at <laughs> Oliver's house with Oliver there. At one point he literally got up and was like he was on Tinder the entire time, just trolling people. Fun fact. Just trolling for people. Not actually looking, because he's actually too scared and alone to actually know what to do with them. Hooray for being in a stable relationship. Yeah. Five. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Ha! Suck it! But he was on Tinder the entire time, and then at one point he just kind of got up, and he's like, oh, I'm going to take a shower. (laughs) And I was like, do you want me to pause it? And he's like, no, just let it keep running. Just let it keep running. Then he came out, and he's like, what happened? And I'm like, everything happened. <laughs> Literally everything. He was gone for 20 minutes, and, like, the entirety well, of the plot, like, changed. Honestly, this was I, a movie that you couldn't just watch, se- like, a segment. Like, okay, I'm done. I can figure out what well, happens. Okay. The thing is, is that, like, most of the Star Trek movies, I don't know if you guys have ever seen previous I've Star seen Trek the, films. I've seen the J.J. Abrams that were Those written by, what, I've Uwe seen Bowler, Breath of whatever Khan his face is. so that I could explain why I hated Into Darkness. Okay, okay. That's fair. But, like, did you guys ever watch, like, The Next Generation or any of the other, like, Star Trek movies? Um, I've seen a few like, episodes, the, the, the of, the episodes of the show. Of the original I Star Trek. have absolutely no interest in any of the shows. I tried to watch the original okay. show, and I fell asleep. The thing is, is that the Star Trek TV show is more plodding along and, like, dealing with, like, it's basically, like, politics in space! And it's really cool because I really like that idea. And a lot of the episodes are good and some of them are really heavy-handed. The only problem is, is that in the movies, the characters, because you don't have this time to be able to be like, here's this character, here's a very nuanced decision that he's going to make that is, like, going to be backed up on all the different things that he's, like, done before. In the movies, it's just, like, like you take Jean-Luc Picard, this dude who is, like, this incredibly talented, very, like, thought-out... He's basically, like, a poet-king type person, and he rules the Enterprise like that. In one of the movies, he's straight up does, like, a Tarzan swing off of a cable that he cuts <laughs> up on the ceiling, and then, like kicks a Borg chick into, like, this vat of acid. Jean-Luc Picard would be like, no, guys, violence is bad. And in this one, he's like, I'm Rambo now, so, but in space. I hate to say this. For the, for the newer Star Trek movies, what actor played Jean-Luc Picard? Jean-Luc Picard is not in the... Is it, he's, he's, he's next generation. Okay. So, Wait, is he Patrick Stewart? Yes. yes. Okay. Sir right, Patrick nailed it. Stewart. <laughs> okay. Sir Patrick Stewart. 
pleb. Uh, Wait, were there next generation movies? Yes. yes. Uh, I don't. I don't fucking know. I've seen. I the, mean, even I know this. I've seen the two J.J. Abrams movies, and I can't hate them because I don't remember a thing about them. They're very forgettable movies for me. So this guy didn't finish the movie. Speaking of, I was okay. I was. <laughs> I forgot that I had things to do today, and then I thought I had less things to do. Turns out I had a lot of things to do, so I did those things. <laughs> cool story, huh? Yeah. Crazy fucking story. Best story. I watched House of Cards at like three in the morning. Don't so give like, a shit. So did I, I would have just fallen asleep. So if did I. I. Do you know? You like know? Do you know? Kevin Spacey that. wasn't in Star Trek, but Christian Slater was. Chris, what? Christian Slater was in, in. Yeah, in Star Trek Six. When he had a cameo, I don't know if he was an officer, but he was on Sulu's ship. Oh yeah, he like he comes in the door and he's like, he's like "Hey, wake up! We got a, yeah, got a message for you." Such he's a like... throwaway thing. I'm like, "Wait, is he gonna be the bad guy?" For the longest time, cool. I was thinking that he had something to do with it because it was Christian Slater in a Star Trek movie, and they don't just give. So I feel like they do because like if you watch if you watch one of the other ones that have like the next generation one, like the ones with John Picard, there's one where like Whoopi Goldberg is just like she's like an ambassador. But for she, this was man. In, <laughs> she was in the show, wasn't she? I don't know. No, she was in the oh. show. I remember seeing she was a character in the. Show. Oh, because I was like, I remember watching it and being like, I like, I, I remember because I haven't seen the show in a very long time. I I've remember her just posters. being like, she was like a character at like a wedding, and I remember being like, what? what no, she is she like is she, does she matter or is she just like there because like she's like, hey guys, I want to be in a Star Trek movie. And like I don't sure. remember yeah. where I was, but it, it, whether it was like a hospital or something that I was always at, but they had the TV always playing Star Trek, and I'd always see her with this funky hat. So I'd just be like, oh hey, Whoopi Goldberg's in Star Trek. This is the most boring thing I've ever seen. I mean, I don't know. I need to revisit things that yeah. I hated when I was younger. Like broccoli. I like broccoli. Broccoli's good. Lightly salted. It's... I really like this movie. I liked where it was going. I mean, like, being someone that really doesn't care for Star Trek, this kind of took out everything I didn't like about Star Trek and sort of made it into a movie that I really enjoyed. Yeah. The Star from Trek, beginning to end. The, the Star Trek movies, in my experience, are really hit or miss. Like, you watch them and they're either basically, like, the best of what a Star Trek story can be with, like, the best reflection of... Of those characters acting them out or they're just really bad action movies in space <laughs> with the cast of star trek just happening to be yeah. the, the cast um and in this one i actually really enjoyed it because it, it was interesting where the movie went and like i don't know like what's the best way to describe it just like different things like it did it it was let's, i really like the synopsis how... of it so that people can follow along if they have not seen the movie everyone's a little bit racist Basically, is what this is, and it's it was, just them dealing with racism. And well, it was like it was like the Klingon Empire is the USSR. Just in case anyone didn't actually get that. Okay, I have somewhat of a synopsis. After okay. an explosion on their moon, the Klingons have an estimated fifty years before their ozone layer is completely depleted, and they all die. They have only one choice: to make peace with the Federation, which will mean an end to seventy years of conflict. Captain James T. Kirk and crew are called upon to help the negotiations because of their experience with the Klingon race. Peace talks don't quite go to plan, and eventually. Kirk and McCoy are tried and convicted of assassination and sent to Ruapente, a snowy hard labor prison camp. Will they manage no, to no. escape? And will there ever be peace with the Klingons? They literally called it a gulag. I am not fucking joking. They called that, it a gulag. Okay. Like, the, 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 the warden had a Russian accent <laughs> and they called it a gulag and it was, yeah. a, it was on a snowy ice planet that's totally not Siberia. <laughs> okay, I mean, right so, off the bat, I would say I highly recommend to watch this. This yeah. is a lot. Yeah, of, this yeah. was a lot of fun. Go it was great. It right I love the whole thing. <laughs> I really liked what I saw, though. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, like, I don't know much about. Star I Trek. think I know that Klingons are bad, but uh, so the like USSR. Okay, so, so they're the, the USSR. Feder the Federation is is the United States, and the Klingons are the USSR. That's basically like 
for you to get any of the political commentary, that's basically all you need to know. Which is why the reason why, like, the Klingons were over... They spent more of their money on war, which they were really war-minded. They were running out of uh, out of um, supplies and stuff. And that's why they had, like, the, oh, our society is going to collapse in a couple years. That's kind of what happened with America and the USSR near the end of the Cold War. Where, they like, the USSR's economy was like, yeah, we can't... Yeah. We can't do this. We can't keep up with them. And so that's what led to the collapse of the USSR. And that's yeah, kind so of it's what, just a parallel. Yeah, and, that, and that's yes. kind of what this movie is talking about. It's basically the end of the Cold War. And what ended up happening is it was like if someone on the American side decided to sabotage the peace talks because they were part of the military-industrial well, complex. I, well, not even that. It would be if someone on the American side as well as someone on the Russian side. Yeah, yeah. It was basically like if people on, on both sides of the conflict decided to sabotage the peace process to continue the mil- military-industrial complex. Like, that, that was literally, like, the plot of the movie. So, I'll, I'll talk about it, like, now, while we're still in the beginning of it, so that I can, like, say as much as I can possibly say, and then you guys will just talk for the rest of it. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I liked where it was going, uh, because, like, once, like, it's setting up, like, a whodunit in space, which is cool, uh, because... So, in the beginning of the movie, they're meeting with, with Klingons... <laughs> For peace. And then when the Klingons go back to their ship, the Enterprise starts firing on them, but not by choice. Some Someone is is firing torpedoes at space torpedoes. At, photon uh, torpedoes. Photon space torpedoes. Uh, photon, torpedoes. Uh, photon space torpedoes, too, to the Klingons. And and Kirk doesn't know who's doing it or why it's happening. And then uh and then so when they turn around they're like, Hey, what the fuck? He does the heroic thing and and um and surrenders, which when like right there is kinda like, I'm interested in seeing how he reacts to this and then he's like, Oh, I'm a hero and he does hero things and I like I mean this is fun to see. I mean like I don't have a whole lot I can say about the movie, so like Well I, don't know I think it's... there wasn't really any moments in the film where I felt like the characters betrayed who they were supposed to be. Yeah. Which is like my biggest problem with Into Darkness. Like there's a lot of moments where it's like, well that doesn't really make sense. But anyway, it's just like because Into Darkness they're like caricatures of themselves rather than Basically. actually being but, their um, own characters. But and it was like a thing where it's like they have all these years of experience with each other, so they know they basically know how everyone else is going to like go about their business and doing things. So they don't have to like have bi- this lengthy explanation. Yeah, like, and that I really liked how this how the film started or how it opened up on that where it's like this big negotiations. There's this hostility between them and a setup that oh well the Klingons killed his son. The only part that I felt was a little bit I was a little bit annoyed with was the uh, the courtroom scene. How so? Because it was like it was like it was like so Star Trek is in my in my mind is like kind of cheesy. Like they had like aspects of it that were kind of cheesy, but that was like over the top cheesy. Like like the judge was a dude with a metal glove that held a, <laughs> that held like a metal orb that every time he would strike it on his little like his little like the gavel basically whenever he would strike it to the base, it would just like sparks would shoot See, out. I and really. I I really enjoyed that because, like, I mean, being someone who's never seen anything about of the Klingons, anything really in, into that world, it, that's a good crash course for me. It's like, okay, these guys are just intense twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, I, and I they bleed, like, and they bleed like flubber or yeah, purple they, they, jelly. Oh they yeah, like, they like 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 purple CG goo like that's floating like, around. Like, like purple milk. <laughs> At first, I thought it was like, oh no, this is just really bad, like. CGI. Oh, so they they actually do have purple blood. But yeah. when it when it no when it splatters, it's like a bright pink or like it's like violet. It's it's some like lighter shade of purple of just splatter. I'm like, oh, okay, it is ridiculous looking. Yeah. Well, did you guys it, see the Power Ranger fan film? It. I hated it. I turned it off five minutes in. Let's keep talking. Okay. <laughs> so. Fair enough. <laughs> 
something that <laughs> something that I liked was the fact that like you have you like I, I mean I guess for someone who hasn't really like who, who has no real like exposure to the um, the Klingons, it would be a useful thing to be able to be like, oh yeah, that's very our very good shorthand. Their courtroom is literally a circle with everyone just screaming at the people who are on on like trial. It's basically a lynch mob with yeah, a guy that just a dude who has a, who has like a spark orb who's like, ksh, ksh, everyone shut up! I'm going to sentence them to death first. <laughs> okay, so you're a little bit more well versed in Star Trek. I wanted to ask you about the what's his name, uh, the Federation president. What about him? Was he a Klingon? What was he? So the Federation president. So there's a bunch of there's a bunch. Okay, of- wait. The Federation president, played by Kurtwood Smith. AKA Red on that 70s show. Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch of cameos from, from actors. There was like a I, ton I of liked. cameos. Yeah. I don't believe he's a president. I, I mean, I don't believe. Yeah, well, it says president. president. Yeah, I don't believe, I don't believe he's a Klingon. Because there's a bunch of races that look really similar. The, the Klingon ridges is like one thing that they have, but there are other races that look like them because there's like Romulans and they look, they look very, very similar to Vulcans. Yeah, like, I, I kind of like, I like the Star Trek aliens where it's all basically humanoids. With various physical attributes, like, oh, this guy's just really tall. Or this guy has fucked up feet. Yeah. I mean, okay, so the day we're recording this, I mean, we have to acknowledge this. The day that we're recording this is the day that the news broke that uh, Leonard Nimoy died. Yeah. So it's the, it's the day that he died. It's very sad because of the fact that Spock is a really, I would say he's a very important character in this in this movie because of the fact that he's, he's based, like, he's one of the, he's one of the main, like, the core group of the Starship Enterprise, and he's one of the few people who are like, no, there's no way in hell Kirk would have done this. There's no way in hell that we, any of us would have been responsible for this. And so, like, I'm not going to give up on them. And kind of rallied everyone else around him to basically, like, not give up on them. Yeah, and he, like, he's the driving force for them to figure out, oh, well, we obviously couldn't have fired it. Therefore, there's an invisible ship that actually did Yeah. The dirty work. Well, my... and apparently, and apparently, Sherlock Holmes was a Vulcan because he <laughs> he's he's like one of my predecessors once said that whatever uh, when you eliminate the the impro- uh, the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Bruh, that's Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was a Vulcan? Because if so, first contact needs to be revised because <laughs> apparently it was made in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> Yeah, when when I was watching it this morning, and he's like, he's going over, he's giving himself up to the the Klingons, and then Spock's like, "I'll come with you," and he's like, "No, you need to uh, watch the ship while I'm gone." I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna watch the ship now." My heart hurts. <laughs> it was sad. That yeah. is sad. But I mean, I really like moments like that where it's like they don't, you don't need to like, you don't need to over-explain things. Where it's just like, okay, no, you take, you need to be here because like, like it, I don't know, it shows respect to the characters, and it's yeah. just. It's so refreshing to see a franchise that shows respect like that to the character. I mean, it has a long history, but even then, like, at this point, it's just... The show's over. It's just the movies, right? Uh, I believe, yeah. I believe Where it's that. basically like, oh, three months till retirement. Like, I feel like every movie, it, they're like three months from retirement, and it just... Well, it's be, it's basically like every movie that they do, it's like it's like they're at the tail end of their, like, their, like, their, like expeditions. So it's like one more job? Yeah. So, well, no, because it's like their expeditions are, are they, like, it's like it's like a military service, I think. So, you, yeah. like, for those who haven't, who haven't watched Star Wars, they're in a post-scarcity society. They have replicators that they can use to make literally anything. So, humanity... Star Wars, yeah, you said Star Wars. Star Trek. Because I, like, okay. <laughs> I haven't slept. I haven't slept. It, 
hashtag I should be sleeping. Hey, uh, it's a running thing now. Um, in in Star Trek, they're in a post scarcity society, which means they have replicators and everything to handle whatever it is that they need or want. Um, so society doesn't really need food or well, resources. Free, basically, exactly. Everything is free. And since they have these huge nuclear uh, like reactors in their ships, they can make literally anything by just converting energy into matter. So the thing is, they 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 run out of things to look for, and so the point of the star the the starships is part partially for defense, but the other part is to literally go out into the universe and look for new shit because they're just so bored. <laughs> <laughs> they're in a, like they're in a utopia and they have all of their basic needs met. So they're now they're just looking for novelty, and so that's kind of like what happens in all their different things where it's like the tail end of these expeditions in deep, uncharted space, millions of light years from home, and then they just, like, stumble upon a planet where it's like, oh, uh, everyone's Greek gods. And apparently they, they visited humanity at one point, and... So what you're trying to say is the plot of Star Trek is it's Shatner going out, or Captain Kirk going out to see how many different space women he can bang. Because that sounds like... Basically, kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the point, the point of I Star Trek... I didn't watch Star Trek, Trek apparently. The, <laughs> the point of Star Trek... Because I'm like, into that, that space bush. You're so low. <laughs> Let's cut that. Let's so cut that. Please cut that. The thing I, I really liked about this movie was that it really went everywhere, like, yeah. plot-wise and story. I mean, like, you're following them into the, the gulag, basically. And... Even there, there's like a bunch of little uh, plot twists and complications that I thought were really interesting. It's like, oh, they're trying to kill them there. And oh, there's someone who's like a shapeshifter, which, what, what? what? I looked up and nodded and gave you the nod what? because what? you know what, what? happens to, to oh. Kirk with that. But, um, yeah, but, yes. But, but, that but, was, but, I think, okay, there's a shapeshifter. So obviously there's going to be a moment where it's like, oh, which one's the real one? Which they totally just was totally a throwaway moment in the film. Like, I thought they were going to play that up a little. Like, oh, only the real Kirk would do this. But no, it was just like... I thought it was he... Bones that was going to confuse the two. Yeah, no, me too. he was going to be like, quick, say something that only Kirk would say. <laughs> and instead, like, the dude just, like, the Russian, the, the space Russian just showed up and was like, which one of you is the real one? And it, it was and literally it was like... just like, it's him. No, it's him, you idiot. And, and then, then so they shoot the other guy. It's like, yeah. That's brilliant. And then and then and then he was like, but then he was like, oh yeah, I totally knew that you weren't the shapeshifter. I just don't give a shit. <laughs> like that, like that's how we edited. He shot the other one. Was like, no witnesses. And then like you're like, oh okay. He's like, now let me tell you my secret evil plan before I kill. And you. then they get teleported out. <laughs> I know no, you're offering get, them. And then they get teleported out right before they do the whole. Let me explain everything since I'm going to kill you anyway. And I just, I love those moments because it's like, it's, it's... And the best part was Spock was like, do you want to go back? <laughs> it's, this movie kind of made me rethink my view on, like, Star Trek. Because, like, I mean, I only had the opinion from, like, the show, which was just a very stuffy space show where it's just them philosoph philosophizing. Philosoph well, the, the show, yeah. That a, word. That's a, that's a real word. Okay, that's that word. Philosophizing. <laughs> I believe that's how it's pronounced. Yep. Fact. So in the in the TV show they have they have less of a budget, so like they couldn't do most of the stuff that they do in these movies. So the movies are the times where they do like the really big action set pieces, where they do the we're escaping from a gulag. There's a shapeshifter, uh, but first like we're gonna go through like all of this. We're gonna go through this entire prison camp. We're gonna have fights in inside. We're gonna do all these different things and like explore this alien world that we're having as basically just a throwaway that we're never going to mention again and we're never going to go to again. But they have the budget to do it, so they're able to do these really cool, interesting things. 
like that setup, where there's a shapeshifter that apparently, like, they've never run into before. Again, novelty. And so that was really cool, because it was like, hey, like, let's experience, like, this different this different place, and they leave, and it's, it's done. Well, even, like, how it was shot, it felt like it didn't feel, like, very Star Trek-y. Like, it, it, there was kind of, it was kind of had a handheld thing to it at yeah. certain points. Yeah. And, I mean, though the fight scene between him and the guy who has the... The genitals who, on I his guess, knees. Yeah, he has his genitals yeah. on his knees. Like, that fight Wait, scene... Wait, is that a literal like, thing? That's a literal yeah, that's thing. He kicked him. He kicked the dude in the knee and was like, yeah, I just blew out his kneecaps. And then the shapeshifter walked up and was like, now everyone keeps their dick in the same place, bro. Right? Up top. Up <laughs> yeah. top. And then Kirk is like, oh. It's, like, but it's the best thing. I is really like... hope that's the actual line. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's not as crude, but that's basically what she says. Yeah. But, like, the yeah, best thing Batman about that... say that in the next movie. The best thing about that is I'm the moment... i my knee. It's the moment after that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of want to see that now. I can't resist. I would be so but, much more into uh, Batman vs Superman. <laughs> but the, yeah, the best thing about that scene is the like right after that, where like when they find out, they're like, "Oh, we're terrible." So he sends yeah. he sends Bones to like, "Okay, make sure he's okay." Yeah, like, and it's like, like there was that moment of like 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 bro, where it was like you like you you did the one thing that you're not supposed to do in yeah. the fight. It was a fight to the death, but you're still honorable. He's like, so yeah. you want to like make sure that like he can still breed or whatever it is. That and that's doing. I mean, yeah. Making fart noises because you, you couldn't. You Oliver's couldn't pouting because he didn't do so. He didn't do the I'm, simplest I'm fucking thing. I'm not pouting. No, you're making farting noises and being on. Is it I I don't know what you're talking you're about. Tinder. And it's not He's loading. On I'm, I'm sure you're going to reach that point of desperation soon enough. God, damn that's it. next week. It's already pre-downloaded on his on his thing. He just hasn't he hasn't finished making his profile yet. Hey. Okay. I'm... Said no to one girl, <laughs> and then now you're just nope. Don't don't even care what they look like. Let's just swipe on all of them. So in the Star Trek universe, Oliver would definitely be the villain. He would be no. He, <laughs> I'd he's be the laziest he would be villain. A villain. He would just be like a. He would be a red shirt. <laughs> he would be the red shirt that you'd want to see killed off. Like in the first Star Trek, that one really you cocky so red shirt to me. that was like that was all like ballsy with his parachute. It's like no, you need to do this now, and then he gets. <laughs> <laughs> Incinerated. That's that's, that's you, Oliver. That's Oliver. <laughs> I, I think I think we kind of like exhausted most of what what there is to talk about this movie because like unlike the thieves where there was a lot to really pick into, this one was just a good film. If you like Star Trek, and even if you don't, I feel like it's good enough to be able to just watch because it's a really like the plot holds up on its own. As long as you have a basic knowledge of the characters, like you could watch like the J.J. Abrams versions of Star Trek. And then watch this, and like that's basically all the backstory you need to know. And enjoy this one more than the J.J. I think, you know, that's a fair point, because I feel like this movie, you could go into this movie blind, only knowing about Star Trek based on, like, pop culture. Yeah. Like, not even watching, you know who, you see Leonard Nimoy, you say, oh, that's Spock. Not saying, not identifying him as Leonard Nimoy or anything. You just know he's him. Yeah. But you could go into Star Trek Six with only that knowledge and fully understand, well, I would I would say about 90% of the things that are going on. Because yeah, like, there was maybe, like... There's some nuance that you're gonna miss. A few like, things. Like yeah. you're probably like you're not gonna understand like why there's the, the Klingons don't like the Federation. But like I mean, but the metaphor the is clear yeah, enough to where it's like, oh, they're the USSR. They're the okay. Yeah, yeah it's, gotcha. e- it's yeah. easy and, to follow. And like for the it, point of the movie, like you don't need to know why like conflict erupted. Like that doesn't matter to this. What does matter is the fact that like these are the characters. Here's the scenario that they're thrust into. Look at how they react to everything that's happening. To them. Would you recommend watching Wrath of Khan first and then this? Like. I mean, they reference we're... Wrath of Khan, so I think it. I think that would be something that you should watch because, like, uh, 
Spock does have a... Oh, this is real uncomfortable saying now, because he does have a throwaway line where he's saying, like, I was dead once before, and he if talks you watch, about that. If you watch Wrath of Khan, you basically have to watch the, the, the oh, movie afterwards yeah. that, that kind of deals with... This, the this is, this is, this is spoilers. This is spoilers for um, Star Trek. The end of Wrath of Khan has a very sad ending to Who it. Who doesn't know how Wrath of Khan... I guess plenty of people, but... I don't know. It was it was I guess common the, knowledge. It's the, the most people fight. that enjoyed um, Into, Into Darkness. Darkness. Into Darkness was a not as good version of Wrath of Khan. Um, so at the end of Wrath of Khan, it ends the exact opposite way that it does in, in Wrath of Dark er, in Wrath of Darkness. Uh, Wrath of, <laughs> in, in, Into, Into Darkness. Darkness. Uh, what it basically ends up happening is instead of Kirk dying, it's Spock. And so Except instead of nuance instead, and meaning, yeah, instead of it. instead of having that fixed at the end of the movie, uh, in Wrath of Khan. Kirk gets revenge on Khan and then spends an entire next movie basically like just to save his friend's life. So if you get yeah, the movie ends with Spock still being dead. No, he's yeah, he's, right? yeah being yeah, he shuttled gets, off yeah, he into gets space. Shut, yeah, he gets and shot he, off in his coffin, in a torpedo coffin. Yeah. yeah, and then basically like the the, the jet black the, coffin. The return of the return of uh, Spock is basically like him. Okay, this is I don't know if this is gonna be tasteful, but they better do that to Leonard Nimoy because that's that's kind of a really. Fun <laughs> What, send him to space? Yeah, Take him out know, like, spaceship in, and then... like, his casket. I mean, like, in space, not shooting it up into space. So it's, <laughs> it's just a rocket? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Bl- oh, like, god. oh, god. Oh, god. Oh, god. No. I think that that would be a fitting, like... I agree, yeah. That would be fitting. Maybe bronze him, because, like, this guy is important. Would you say Leonard Nimoy... I, it feels like Leonard Nimoy has more of a legacy than Shatner does. Definitely. Just because Nimoy is a... I would say, like, Nimoy is a better... He 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 had he, he had a better, better he had a better character to play. Captain Kirk is basically like the unflappable like well, main character who like like he bangs he's 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 space James Bond. <laughs> That's kind of his character. Like he's he's for the audience. I nodded at that point. Uh, and and oh, and Spock <laughs> Spock has kind of more of a he he resounds a bit more and resonates or whatever. He's he has more aspects in his personality that. Yeah. are identifiable more to, like, nerd culture, which I think is he's, why yeah. His, yeah. his character is better. I would I would mm-hmm. say that, but also, like, I mean, I was reading up on some of his... I mean, some of the stuff I knew, other stuff, like, it was more like, oh, wow, he did that. But he's, like, culturally, I think he is more important than... Yeah, yeah he did more um, afterwards. The live long and prosperously, the, the split the split hands. That's actually a Jewish thing, which I thought was really interesting. And, uh, fun fact, for those of you who are at home, uh, see what's happening with my hand? That's... My fingers don't go together. Oh, I, that's I know. weird. So, for those of you who are listening at home, uh, my hands, for some reason, have a split between my uh, middle finger and my ring finger that basically makes it so that way my hand is always doing the salute. Leonard Nimoy, like, took a lot of, like, aspects of his own culture uh, and, like, incorporated them into his, like, character in Star Trek, which was really cool. And he also did a lot of stuff with poetry. I think he was a... He's a painter or was a painter at one point. Um... He did. He did more acting other than Shatner. Like Shatner is the dude who gets you deals on Priceline, but like, well, I mean, like he's Nemo, legal. I mean, yeah, I would so say, kind of I I would say Leonard Nimoy. Like he definitely was more ingrained in the nerd culture. Yeah, because he was. He did voices for. I was looking up. He did it for a bunch of like animated films, cartoons, video games. He, yeah. he in the what's it called? Plus, well, I feel like he was in Fringe. He's in Fringe. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I feel like Shatner did more like acting. I mean, the only reason 
why I really say that is because Boston mm-hmm. Legal was a big I think he thing did more and... acting because he needed the money. Nimoy yeah. stayed ne- more yeah, towards, Nim- like, the things that he actually wanted to do. And yeah. Shatner did more things out of it. was just like, just did. yeah, he was just, but then he became an actor. The, the caveat on that mm-hmm. is that Leonard Nimoy directed Three Men and a Baby. Really? Which is not a very good movie. To wrap up the Star Trek Six, I highly recommend it. Five out of five stars. Watch it. I would watch it again if, like, Better than Rathacon? No. No, it's not better no. than Rathacon, because I think Rathacon is more... It's definitely more of an important film to the characters. This one, it's just a really good science... Like, outside of the realm of Star Trek, it's a really good science fiction film. If you're going based off of... It, it depends on your criteria. Yeah. I it was... depends on your criteria. If you want to watch a really good Star Trek film, I would suggest Rathacon. Yeah. If you want to watch just a film that, like, doesn't necessarily go too far in depth into, like, character relationships or anything like that, like... In, then in that case, I would say this more one of just pro- using the characters to make a good film yes. rather yeah. than trying to really yeah. like explore or evolve the characters. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, this, Sulu's Sulu's in it for like a whole five minutes. Yeah, and Sulu's role is basically like just to come in as like a Deus Ex Machina and be like, "I saved you now, bye." <laughs> like that was it. But I mean, even then, I did like, like this... the intro with with Sulu just... and then like the tea. And yeah. It's like, rattling, <laughs> it's like it's like sliding up the table and no one leans forward. It's like ah, I should grab this. Okay. And well, this, like, is, this is a world where they no longer believe in seatbelts or anything. So it's like, duh, it's gonna fall. But like, I think the one of the other things I really loved about this is how they have all these tropes that in I would say in a J.J. Abrams Star Trek film now they would be really terribly done or like really overly done so it's like okay did he get this did he get this but in this one it's like okay he's the deus ex machina but he's introduced early on and it's something that is important later on that they reference and talk about where it feels natural everything it's a natural progress it's a natural flow is what i'm saying yeah but they're um, using all the tools like as a tool rather than just a reference yeah it's not they're using Chekhov's gun (laughs) for those of you who listening at home and don't like star trek Chekhov is the name of one of the characters in the show <laughs> and the part where the the whole pie eating contest and they accidentally uh, space zaps out his guts that seems really good. That's a that's a for for like literally for for Oliver. a good two seconds I genuinely thought I was like I was like shit did I miss that part? No, that, that was <laughs> Oliver's obligatory Breaking Bad reference. What is it? I can talk more about that. Then. You can. Okay, so yeah, so should for... I go and watch the movie? I mean, yes. Why not? I liked it. Honestly, out of what I saw. honestly, Finish okay, it. here. Since Oliver is one of those people that's still on the fence, apparently. And hates everything. And hates everything. Watch the film. It's a really good movie. It's well it's well made. I will say it's slightly a little bit dated as far as like the special effects go. But the thing is that the storyline is good enough. It's only the blood, really. Yeah. Everything else holds up. The storyline is good enough, and that shouldn't matter and it shouldn't be a deterrent to like whether or not you watch the movie. It's like geopolitics in space with guns. With laser guns. (laughs) Phasers. Well, are good. you really giving me a ten out of ten? Yeah. As, yeah. I mean, Does like, it have I, any? Is it really like a flawed movie at all? It okay. No, no, or no. J- okay, it's just like a thing. solid movie. It's a solid. It's a movie where it's like you can overlook the flaws of it because they're not. They're so not. They're no. Well, we um, can because we we have something called you know normal human abilities, but Oliver has autism, and so he can only focus on flaws. <laughs> uh, it's very unfortunate. The thing is that uh, people debil- actually <laughs> think this about me. Okay, no, it's no, debil- I can point out, like, no, I really two, like the movie. I can point out two moments that stood out to me. One was the Kirk versus Kirk thing, where, like, the, the alignment didn't really match up that well. I, I definitely agree. Like, like the, 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 the movie is not a perfect film. But I would say, like, if you wanted to, like, like as far as just, like, an easy watching movie where you can toss on with some friends, 
have some popcorn and like enjoy the what you're watching. I would say in that aspect, it's a nine or a ten out of ten. Yeah, it's a great it's, film to just watch. It's extremely underrated because I never hear this movie get brought up in discussion of good yeah, Star Trek. For, I I mean like I don't know how many times you've had like discussions with people who are like big Trekkie fans talking about. I have one friend, and I'm yeah like they're yeah. more likely to bring up Wrath well, of Khan. Two. They're more likely to bring up Wrath of Khan because I feel like in that in that case like that movie is better because it kind of changes the dynamic of Kirk and Spock a little bit like and it makes their relationship like a lot closer and like they've been through a lot prior to that point and then like basically like Wrath of Khan and the the following the return of Spock like those are like more like it's like you take them from being like they're like really good friends to basically like you they are inseparable like blood brothers like they will be together ride ride or die type bros yeah and so like it's it I think and so because of that a lot of people see it as the better film but I mean, I still thought this movie was really solid, and it was really good. I, like you said, I'd never heard any Trekkies like really talk about it before, and so I feel a little bit let down. But I I'm think glad because I saw it. yeah, I think it's because it's it's the diehard of Star Trek, basically, where it's a solid film, and it's but it's not really something that you could really dig into the philosophy too deeply. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, I, I would I would agree. Yeah. Okay. So yep, yeah, that's uh, Star Trek Six. Um, go watch it. It's okay. amazing. So now uh, you're going to pick the next category, right? Yeah, I'm going to... I'm Okay, so I'm going to choose the next category for our film next week that Oliver will most likely not finish. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> for the thieves, I saw 90% of it. For this one, you saw okay. 10% so, of it. So, yeah, it's like, you know what? If you I... let anything slide, next time Oliver will only read the tagline before he shows up. <laughs> the time after... You'll pull up the MDP page, watch the trailer, and then, and then, the and then well, that's good enough. Yeah, and then <laughs> ne- the time after that, he'll just show up and be like, so I read half of the title, and then just stopped. <laughs> you really missed out, Oliver, because this... I mean, no, this I'm going to was... go back and watch it. Like, you still missed out. It was... Okay, I was going to watch it. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I don't want to watch it, so I don't. I, do, like, I actually have a, text, time... I have a text from you that says, uh, my name's Oliver, and I don't want to watch it. It's, that's all it says. To be fair, okay. Also, when we <laughs> sat down to watch it, I had to like clean my house and shower and stuff because people were coming over, and I had didn't like, see him clean his every house time. At all. Didn't see him. I, I saw. I, I was him. downstairs. I, I watched cleaning. him shower. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, also was, another interesting both times thing. I sat down watch, to watch it. I was not expecting shower. to have. Shit wait, to wait, do, wait. What then... scene did he go to shower? I I don't remember. Well, okay, did you get to the... Oliver left prior to them being in court and came back after the decision had already been made. That's so weird, because, like, when I was watching this, right at the courtroom scene, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go take a bath, because I've earned it. <laughs> the difference here is I brought, like, my iPad, propped it up, and then just watched, continued watching the movie, because it fifth was so flipping amazing. Fifth dimensional fondling. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver gets okay, so... Our movie for next week, uh, it's it's gonna be. I chose horror because that's my favorite genre, and because I like to torture myself and other people. Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's gonna. Be, it's not gay. Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, Fifty Shades of Grey. I'd watch it. <laughs> it I know. There's a thing. That's the joke. Ha! There's a. T- there's even a the Twilight one. Funny it's, joke. It's called, called Twinklight. Did every did it's everyone amazing. in the audience hear how funny that joke was? I hope they did because it's really really funny. They actually they're they're ignoring you because they they're crying from laughing. Oh, so okay. Much. <laughs> that would make sense because it was really funny. So our film next week is going to be Entity, it's a 2012 horror film. Here's here's the synopsis. In this faux documentary thriller, the mystery surrounding 34 unidentified bodies found in the Siberian forest remains buried itself for 12 years. Did it take 12 years to make? If it didn't, I'm not watching it. The bodies were there for 12 years. They just recorded it in the last year. Bullshit. 
I'm not watching it. <laughs> Catch us next time when we're going to be discussing Entity. going to be great. I may or may not be there or next time. What? Why? Because I wasn't there this time with the joke I was getting at, but I stopped paying attention. Fucking nailed it. Like boyhood with guns.